Good morning, Houston. Good morning, Harris County. Good morning to the great state of Texas. And of course, good morning to the United States of America and not to be left out. Good morning to the world and everywhere this 100,000 watt signal is making 100,000 watt signal is making it to every corner. A hundred thousand watts in every corner of northeast, southeast, uh, southwest, northwest Louisiana. And you know what? With the Internet, we are all over the world. How are my favorite geniuses doing in the studio this morning? One hundred thousand watts blazing across America. It's KPFT Houston. <laughs> I love Hello, that man. voice. I love that yeah. voice, man. Big radio announcer voice. Well, I think we're gonna <laughs> let's let's do something that makes sense. Uh like turning it over to Jack for some wisdom. Well, uh I just made a uh, a little definition of something that goes on uh you know, colonialism, colonization, <laughs> colonial. When you hear that term, this term is really a weapon of war rats where a country places an asset people or property in a foreign land and wait for an attack on the sacrificial people or asset so the colonizer can wage war or conquest or profit it's always it's always for conquest or prefer. You know what? Uh, the, the thing, the, the funny thing about it is, and for me, it's sort of amusing because the way that we have uh, made the people at the border seem, uh, you know, uh, it, uh, to be people coming to invade, to be people coming to do X, Y, Z, is the same concept, the same concept. And if we could get across to the world, not, not to the world, to our American brothers and sisters, that's, that's not the case. Let's look at it from an intellectual point of view. There was colonization at one time, and there was nothing good about these colonizers for those who were colonized. Now, for those who were the, you know, the, 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 the relatives and friends of the colonizers, then, hey, life was good. But for the others, folks, there's a lot to remember. And do remember, all of you that's over here, remember that those people coming across the border, they're not coming over to invade. They're not coming over to take over your lives. They're not coming over to kill, maim, and, and hurt, harm. They just want a job. And the truth of the matter is that we're not talking about open borders or anything like that. So we're talking about just have compassion and remember what, for those who are Christians, remember all the teachings that Jesus Christ spoke about. Uh, and and try to make sure that you live up to those um, those tenets. But anyhow, today is Thursday, which means we have the one and only founder of the Houston Democracy Project, Neil Aquino. Good morning, brother Neil Aquino. How are you doing today? Oh. <clears throat> Excuse me. Good morning. Good morning, global audience. And I am I am doing well and and, and glad to be here. And, and good morning to all. Yeah, well, look, uh, we, we have a lot of talk to talk about. Today's program is as follows. The title of the show is Nikki Haley and Mitt Romney Gets Real. Also, Wall Street Media Destruction Continues. I think I should have put something like Wall Street's Media Destruction Comma Continues. Maybe I don't know. 
probably. But then we're going to start with Brother Neil Aquino with a few things that are uh, local. We'll continue with our calls at 713-526-5738 to talk with either the subject we have at hand or you can make it anything you want to be. You can ask anything. You can say anything as long as it's civil because that's what we like here. Civility. That's how we can communicate with each other. Anyhow, Neil, what's up? You sh- uh, you sent me a morning. tweet from one of our reps there, and it was an interesting tweet. Good tweet. Talk to me. Well, you know, so um, this is this is on the Houston Democracy Project blog, the Houston Democracy Project blog, which you can find at Houston Democracy Project dot com, uh, which is which is my effort and. So I, 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 on my blog, I wrote two connected pieces um, about elected officials and, and, and cops, two subjects I'm both wary of. Um, but as I, as I wrote these post piece, pieces over the week, you know, we have a right to be served by these folks. Um, I think sometimes in, uh, I'll just speak for myself, in, in my wariness over them and in my cynicism, I I I forget that 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 I as much as anyone else or we as much as anyone else have the right to be served by these folks and a, a representative Gene Wu who is um represents uh, some portions of uh, Southwest Houston and and Asia Town um made a comment that the Republican Party is the single dangerous single greatest danger to my community right now and I was I was appreciative to see that because I, I one of the things that I've stressed and stressed on the Democracy Project is that uh, democracy is a matter of public safety. There's no public safety without democracy. We envision a future rooted in democracy for ourselves and our family, uh, obeying the Constitution, obeying the laws, not overturning elections, and. Uh, represent, uh, Representative Wu writes, uh, calling for a civil war, taking away women's rights, demonizing immigrants, blocking the border bail, bill, and selling out our national security to support Trump. And sometimes I think folks on the left, um, in their justified anger at the system, um, uh, sometimes think that engaging with the system undermines their arguments. Um, I understand the wariness and, and, and the anger. And, and all the issues and the international issues, um, but we, we can't forget we can't forget um, that we have a right to be served by these systems, even if we don't believe in these systems. So, um, or are greatly greatly wary of these systems. So, I was appreciative of um, of Representative Wu's comments, um, and 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 I think we need an expanded definition of public safety that includes that includes democracy. And he's right. Um, um, the greatest threat to our, our our local community is the Republican Party and the right. And then the the next post I made was connected to that. Let, let's hold on. Let's hold on from the next post because what you said there is important and I think it requires a little bit more discussion. But before we get started, I want to say good morning to Melanie Keelan from Barcelona, Spain. Great to have you here in the chat with us as well, um, Neil. When you to, I, I I want to qualify something importantly uh, to all our Republican and conservative listeners, because uh, uh, Joe, one of our frequent callers, says that many times we're talking, it seems like, uh, you know, he listens to the program and seems like you're attacking Republicans, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. 
and I want to make a clarification. Um, we don't attack individuals, uh, you know, individuals doing good things. I have a lot. In fact, I live in Kingwood. Most of my friends that I break bread with and I have dinner with and, and this sort of stuff, they are Republicans and these are good people. Uh, the Democratic Party has a set of tenets. The Republican Party as well has a set of tenets, and uh, they both also have a set of realities of said implementation of those tenets. Okay, and 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 here's where I want to be very clear. Listen to what Neil said earlier. Many times, folks on the left are so this this they are so mad at what is done under the auspices of the system that they pretty much want to say, you know what, to hell with it. We'll just do our thing. And Neil is saying, we ought to remember that this system belongs to all of us and should be served by, we should serve it all, and we should serve it, and it should serve us all. Now, it is important to note, if we take a look at here, locally in the state of Texas, Neil quoted what Wu spoke about, what is the clearest danger to all of us. And when we say danger to all of us, we're not just talking about dangers to liberals or dangers to those progressives or dangers to all these others. We're talking about dangers to all of us, whoever you are. When you have a a, a irresponsible governor talking about secession, when you talk about an irresponsible Republican Party that is calling other Republican governors, asking them to bring troops into this state for some sort of a confrontational with the government of us all, the federal government, that becomes a, a that becomes a, a, a something that can hurt us all. It's not a Republican thing. It's not a Democratic thing. Before you continue with your blog, expand on that for me, Neil. Right, I agree with that. And Representative Wu, um, he says my community. So he didn't he didn't say just one party or or one group of people. He had, and it's right. an exceptionally diverse community, and it's definitely a community with um, with Republicans. Um, uh, and he and, I, and I'm sure he believes that he represents them all. So I think I think that's 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 an important clarification. And uh, and 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 the um, I think that's an important clarification. And I'm glad we brought up. Um, the border. I'm glad we brought up the um, the continued sta- federal standoff, um, which which is an attack on the rule of law, and and really in many respects not about immigration at all, um, as Governor Gavitt is practicing it, but it's about lawlessness, not, about not following the United States Constitution. And 60 years ago, it would have been about letting uh, black children into the school at at Little Rock. Um, so it's the same thing or in 140, uh, 50 years ago, it would have been about negating reconstruction. So it's, it's the same theme over and over. And it's a threat to our civil liberties and our civil rights. And it's a threat to everyone because it, 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 it diminishes everyone. So you're, you're right to make that, um, you're right to make that clarification. All right. Let's talk about your second blog. So the second second post was was connected. So on MLK Day, the police, the Houston Police Department, uh, sent a, a a meme, a graphic. Uh, the time is always right to do what is right. Mar- Doctor Martin Luther King Day, January fifteenth, twenty twenty four. And I, you know, they send this stuff out, 
And your first reaction is just to like, you know, yeah, sure. You know, but we pay for those services. Um, we all pay for those services. Here in Houston, we pay about 40% of our city budget for these services. In addition to all the constables, sheriffs, metro polices, HISD, and, and ISD polices. And, and we have a right to those services. Um, and a way that HPD could do what is right is to understand that there's no public safety without democracy. And, and, and Representative Wu's comment that, that the, that the Republican Party is the greatest danger to his community is, is, is relevant here. Um, the right is defying federal authority, politicizing the state police. That's a huge deal. If you look, explain, explain that because a lot of people simply don't know what you're talking about that, that actually passed in Congress. SV, what again? Uh, uh, I forgot what the, what this, the, the, um, bill was, but explain, it's now law. Go ahead. Are you talking about SB4? Yeah, I think that's what it is. Yes. Okay. So, you know, S, 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 well, okay. So SB4, which was the state of Texas bill, um, greatly expands the reach of, of state police and of state police and of any municipal police department. Um, it takes effect next month. And, uh, and re- I, this is February, happy February. So it takes, takes, takes effect next March in March. And it allows any police officer to question you about your documentation status. And that's anywhere in the state. So that's Lubbock, that's El Paso, that's Midland, that's 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 uh, um, Odessa, Galveston. And, of course, Mayor Whitmire wants to bring state police, the Department of Public Safety police, to Houston to police the streets. Um, if you look at the tweets from the Department of Public Safety and from the so-called Texas Military Department, that's that's a real thing. They call it it's the Texas Military Department and it's DPS and the National Guard. They are constantly praising Governor Abbott. They work for the people of of Texas, but they're 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 constantly praising the governor. They're saying how federal authority or federal actions are are wrong. And so these politicized state police. Um, well, first, it's appalling that Mayor Whitmire wants to bring them here. And secondly, it's appalling that armed police officers in uniform are taking sides um, in a dispute, in a political dispute. Um, that that is really dangerous to all of it, uh, all of us. The um, the state is also undermining elections. Uh, we're seeing this racial hate. So, HPD. It, it sounds. I mean, it sounds in some respects like sure they're saying this, but you know what? We have a right to those services. People in Houston and Harris County, and this applies to Sheriff Gonzalez as well, people in Houston and Harris County have a right to be protected from extremism, from the right. You saw these Nazis waving a swastika flag a few weeks ago from a Houston overpass. And rather than HPD writing endless tickets to food, not bombs, I think they're up to about 95 tickets now, 93 tickets for sharing food, they could instead address actual threats Um to Houstonians. And it, it is difficult because, uh, well, it's not difficult for them to do what's right. Um, but the political, it is the mainstream political system that is delivering this extremism rather than some Antifa or Black Lives Matter or some made up group. It's the mainstream political system and law enforcement agencies should, um, should, should catch up to that. And, um, and we have a right to ask, we have a right to ask you know, as, as, as 
as it seems sometimes. Since we're, we're talking about the police officers, and I want to bring this up not only here in uh, Houston, not only here in Texas, but around the entire country. One of the easiest ways to control people is to keep them in a state of fear. And if you take a look at what's occurring in Houston and, and the mayor, uh, the current mayor, uh, Whitmire, who just won, along with Kim Og and others, uh, would have you believe that, you know, Houston is just a bastion of crime, killings and all these other things, uh, uh, threats to your life, etc. Um, I don't want to diminish crime because I never would. And I, you know, when crime happens to you, it's 100%. The crime rate is 100% when it happens to you. Houston, the Houston metropolitan area, I think is what, over 4 million people or so, you know? Um, yeah, huge. And um, if you take a look at, first of all, the crime rate is in fact down. But even if you look at the crime rate at its highest level, whenever that was, um, it, it, I ask people to do think about it. You live your lives constantly. How? When was the last time you not only were you involved in a in seeing a crime, or was a crime perpetrated on you as an individual? And it, we we have millions of folks here. I don't let politicians turn you into being scared of going anywhere because you see an incident on the news. It is bad for that person that it affected, but in the aggregate, uh, our crime rate does not justify the current expenditures that we are making. I think Neil says 40% of our budget goes towards policing. Imagine if we took in the city. Imagine if we took 10% of that and put it into the resources that cause criminality. Imagine if we started investing the money that we put into police right now to create programs that take that give people who are doing these crimes a reason to do something else. I'm not justifying crime at all. I'm saying crime, however, can be mitigated. And any politician that is just scaring you into spending money in cops and prisons and all these other things, including war, remember, there is a, there is a fat cat at the other end of that profiting from keeping you scared. Anyway, let's go to Donald. Come on in, Donald. Donald, you're hot. Hey, good morning. Okay, good, good morning. morning. How are you Good today? morning. I am fine, Donald. How are you doing, sir? Well, I think I've seen something on the news. They're going to get the body cam footage for the jailers and all that good stuff. And that's what they need. Mm-hmm. Transparency. Okay. Um, there's something on the news lately about those two New York police department or police officers getting jumped by the guys or whatever. Now, I don't mm-hmm. know. I wait for the facts to come out. Right. So you always look at the bad apples in the bushel uh the bad thing is it does give a negative view and what is your definition of democracy that's that's kind of what i want to know what's your definition of democracy 
democracies were the first of all, there are two there are two pieces to democracy, right? One is individual rights, and the second is collective rights. Uh, and the individual rights is uh, is created so that the will of the majority cannot harm the minority. So uh, if only 10% of us uh, want certain policies, etc., cetera, uh, it, the majority gets its will. But there are certain policies that cannot be denied the minority because it is what we call an indelible right. But that's it. That's sort of putting it in a little fancy words. Basic democracy means that the will of the people is what we actually get done. The will of the people, of course, absent inalienable rights that cannot be controlled by the majority. Your thoughts, Donald? No, 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 that's good. I just, DPS has the right to be in Houston, correct? Correct. Department, yes, they do. I don't see any of them anymore. Used to, it was, they were hot and heavy. I know they're mostly down at the border now, so our sources are kind of spread out. Um, it's the tail wagging the dog is what they're trying to get under control because Houston is in a county that's in a state that's in a country, correct? Right. True. Actually, Houston is in two counties, uh, Fort Bend and Harris. Yes. So what are the cops not doing that this person is so upset with that uh, they're not arresting anybody? I mean, they're doing a pretty good job. You get the cameras, you get the footage. I think we're going to be okay. But why is it always the sky's falling and it's horrible with anything that they're saying? Because they're speaking for their constituents, their whole group. And I don't think they've taken a vote on what he's saying. Uh, okay, let me say, who are we speaking about right now, Donald? The one in, is it Bel Air or Chinatown or whatever? That the in Republican oh, oh, biggest threat? Yeah. Now, I think Wu was, was making a, a, a general statement. And I think what we try to do here is expand on that statement. I mean, when we talk about what, uh, you know, our governor putting us in danger uh, when when he talks about bringing all these militias to from uh, from these different states to come and concentrate in Texas at the border and 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 actually uh, creating a crisis between uh, state uh, state national guards and the uh, the federal government. Those are the kinds of things we're talking about. Not following federalism as it is, uh, uh, you know, as we as it is constitutionally correct. You want to add to that, Neil? Well, let me let me just address quickly two two different subjects. The the gentleman um, he's referencing the cameras. So let me let me just quickly just source that he's what he's saying is correct. This is from Axios Houston a couple of days ago. The Houston Police Department and Harris County Jail are implementing new body camera policies. Police department body cams will now be on all the time. Officers are required to activate them, but even if they don't, they'll come on. And then SEP, so that was HPD. And then in the by summer. All of the approximately 2,000 detention officers and law enforcement officers working in the jail, uh, the sheriff's office. So those, that's what the gentleman is just uh, talking about, and he's correct, and that there's a source for it. And then with DPS, um, and I don't, I don't know their body camera policy. I just have no idea. Um, with, with the Department of Public Safety, um, I don't want 
um, Greg Abbott's police troops here in Houston. They were in Austin. Uh, Mayor Kirk Watson, another longtime moderate member of the state Senate with plenty of connections to the establishment, wanted them out. Initially, he wanted them in. Then he wanted them out because they were disproportionate arrests of Latino persons. And there were a couple of publicized incidents. DPS and Greg Abbott said no to to his request to get him out. Finally, they did leave. I don't know if that's because they needed the, they felt they needed the resources for the border or not. So, but we wouldn't have control of them. Whitmire thinks he'd have control. They would double cross him. Uh, not that I trust him, but they would double cross him. They would then be um, able to enforce SB four, with that we just referenced. The mayor is saying that they would essentially be under Chief Finner. I don't believe that. HPD has said it doesn't want to enforce SB four. It says it doesn't want to. Um, and they're probably telling the truth. And then lastly, if you had the Department of Public Service troops here, you um, in a second Donald Trump term, as he discusses openly the Insurrection Act and sending police in the cities, he's talking about it openly, those DPS troops, not only would they be under Greg Abbott's command, they would be under essentially Trump's command. And I think it is um, really deeply misguided to willingly invite that stuff into your city. Donald? No, very good. I was calling to congratulate y'all. That's why I was saying about the body cam footage and everything. Because I watched it actually, this lady, I believe, that you had on your program was on the TV show. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, look. Y'all explained it perfectly. I I get your views, and and that's great. Continue with what you're doing. And uh, as always, Neil, Pleasure to have you on. Thank you. Thank you, Donald. You have a great day, my brother. Take care and you keep listening, keep calling. Yes, Don't sir, forget also, do, wait, wait, one thing. Remember, tell other people about this great station you like, KPFT. We want those listeners oh, to come uh, in. One thing, if, if Berto, if you want to get paid, I got to say a belated birthday to my wife, Brandy, because the yeah. check's in the mail. And then I know y'all are starting your fundraiser. This yes. Week, correct? Yes, we are. Yeah. So, and it is in for your program. So, thank you very much for what you guys do, and you y'all have a great day. Hey, thank you for contributing to politics. All right, you have a wonderful day, my brother. Have a good one. Take care. All right, let's let's go to Harry. Harry, come on in, my brother. Good morning, brother Eberto. Good morning to Howard. Good morning to Jack, and good morning to your informative. Uh, Neil Aquino. Neil, Neil yes. Aquino. I love I love you. the comments. Yeah, I love your comments that you made about and informing informing the public about those cameras uh, in the prison system in, here here in Houston with the um, cameras. That you know people need to know these things. Um, yeah, there's two things I wanted to talk about. Um, the first thing I wanted to finish off that story yesterday when you were talking about unions and what happened with me at UCSF. Um, well, um, at, uh, at toward the end of my uh, tenure there, unfortunately, uh, uh, with that, um, UCSF, um, there was a guy that got hired when I got hired in 2010, there was a guy that got hired three months after me. And then about a year, um, uh, let me see. Um, uh, I think toward the end of 2011, they were thinking about hiring 
uh, uh, one permanent position. I got called into a meeting uh, with uh, my um, boss that hired me, Sue Vega, and her um, subordinate, Sabina Bakhtamova. They told me I'm in competition. So then um, they decided to hire the other guy, permanent, uh, uh, that was three, uh, got hired three months after me. Then they hired a guy a year later, and um, um, about three years later, three or four years later, um, they hired him. Now, at that point, I'd been there five years, so I got passed over again. And as I was telling you yesterday, Berto, I, I fought to try to keep that job. I fought with my union. My union, I had my union help fight for me. And they did the, and I remember the union rep talking about why isn't this guy permanent? He's been here five years. You hired two people who came after him uh, before him. What and, was the resolution um, of that, Harry? Because we've got to kind of speed it up. I oh, appreciate me, this. Sir. Yeah. Okay, let, me, let me hurry it up. Um, it's just I ended up not getting permanent, and I ended up losing my, um, you know, the, they ended up getting rid of me. I ended up losing my job. It was just a very bad experience, but enough of that. Uh, yesterday when I called member services to uh, talk to Howard about three more songs, I was talking to him, and I know you know who this person is, Eberto, Jane Elliott. Uh, yes. You mentioned Dr. King a, a little uh, uh, at the top of your show. And Jane Elliott did the brown and uh, blue eyed, brown eye exercise. And I was telling Howard this, he didn't know about all this. And um, he, he just thought it was very um, an informative thing that I talked about. He, you know, Jane got a lot of pushback on that. After Dr. King was assassinated, she did the uh, brown eyed, blue eyed exercise with, with what we call white children. Cause I don't like saying white. I say yeah. melanin deficient. Um, and the um, black children, and he wanted to demonstrate. Oh Lord! Children and black people are discriminated against, as you know. And he took a day where, uh, at, in the school, that the brown that the um, uh, Let, black children got they got treated correct. They got treated with respect, and they weren't discriminated against. And the, and then the white children had to uh, get treated with disrespect and looked down upon. Then she, uh, the next day, she uh, reverted back to the way it is with black children and white children being discriminated against. And a lot of the white parents got really irate about that. And I was looking up here on Wikipedia. Uh, PBS did a series in 1970 called The Eye of the Storm with the children, the children's exercise. And then they did it again. She did it again um, um, in 2001. Angry Eye with adults. Yeah. Okay. Let me let me just say this, uh, Harry. I, I, I want to kind of get to the other caller, but uh, that was a very important experiment, and it just showed you how external, external, uh, external things have an influence on people. And in effect, it showed you that race is really idiotic. So, I mean, the, the concept of race makes no sense. Uh, so that that is a gist of the James Elliott the experiment with blue eyes, brown eyes. It shows that that that. External forces can have an impact. But Harry, I got to go to Gonzalo, who's been waiting for a while. And as usual, I thank you so kindly for calling in and also always giving us a chance to expand a little bit on what we're talking about. So thank you so kindly, Brother Harry. Thank you and have a good day, rest of the panel. And thank you, Howard, for that smooth jazz music, uh, bringing in Eberto Wilson's show, Politics Done Right with Harry. All right. Smith. All right, Harry. Harry, get out of here. Harry, I got to go to the next call, my brother. Let's go to Gonzalo. Come on in, Gonzalo. How are you doing today? 
Gonzalo, you're on. All right, we can't hear Gonzalo. Let's give him five, four, three. Gonzalo, are you there? All right, let's go to Augie. I think he fell asleep. Come, yeah, I think he fell asleep. <laughs> Augie, come on in. All right, we'll go get to Augie in a minute. There we go. Come on in, Augie. In the whole world, about uh, you know, <laughs> thinking about three army folks who died in Syria. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the Sunday paper said they were reservists. They were not yeah. RAs, regular army. And, uh, you know, things happen like that, but nobody sees what's really happening. It's saying that our military, our regular army, does not have enough Americans that want to join it. And the, the Republicans are uh, want to get us in all these wars, but then they keep uh, nibbling away at our military, uh, downsizing it, taking away their BX benefits because businessmen outside said it was unfair competition. Mm-hmm. Then we had the BXs and and uh, then they're shutting down the military hospitals and putting them on TRICARE with, at some bases outside the hospitals outside in the cities don't accept TRICARE. But uh, also, uh, we have immigrants that in our military. They went to Afghanistan and Iraq, about mm-hmm. over 1,800 of them. And, and here are these people attacking immigrants. And, it's amazing. Uh, yeah. I want to I want to I halt you right there, Augie, for one reason. By the way, folks, the telephone number is 713-526-5738. Again, that number is 713-526-5738. And welcome aboard Eric Hayes from Atascacita, Kingwood. Um, uh, uh, When you talk about immigrants, uh, you know, that touches home for me as far as immigrants serving in the United States military, uh, because a lot of Panamanians went during the Korean War and the Vietnam War. uh, While the United States have had issues with getting people into the army, it was very easy for Panamanians to get green cards to come over and serve in the United States military. And a lot of Panamanians came over to the United States, uh, you know, to go ahead and serve in the military. And after they were, they were done serving, they could stay here. Uh, when it comes to these three reservists, et cetera, that is so true. Uh, it is so, uh, the people who are trying to send us to war too often, their kids don't go to war. In fact, Donald Trump said he would disown his kids if they ever signed up to serve in the military. That's what the president, the former president of the United States said. He would disown his kids if they tried to serve in the military. You're so right about uh, about honoring our military, again, re- re- recognizing who they are. Because w- you look like you want to say something, Neil. Yeah, no, I just want to just briefly build on what the the caller said that the, Augie, the three yes. of them were the Augie, excuse me. I'm sorry, Augie, um, the seven 18th engineer company, all three, the seven 18th engineer company, a U.S. army reserve, as Augie said, unit based out of Fort Moore, uh, Georgia, two were women. Um, one were men, all three, one was ma- a man, all three were black. And, you know, these, um, you know, these are the folks who sustain our military in many respects. Frequently, they're called the least patriotic or 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 criticized. And and and, and these are actually the folks signing up. These are and then and, and and these reservists were sent. And it, it has been and there's, there's there's been some stories in the New York Times about some anger in Georgia 
um, about this. And just 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 what Augie's saying that that these are the people who do sign up and and bear the sacrifices and then but then are criticized as non-American or 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 the least of Americans. Yeah, it, it is shameful. But I, I, and Augie, I want to do one thing because we we talk about how Republicans are trying to force in the in the Congress are trying to force. Uh, Biden hands to be more reactive in Iran. I'm, I'm coming back to you, Augie, but I just want to make one statement about Biden now, because I believe in fairness and I believe we need to call things the way they are. A lot of our war stance right now is because of the policy stance of, of uh, 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 Biden with Israel, because we are we are really doing a number with the uh, with w- what's going on in the Middle East right now that we better get out of as fast as we can. Anyway, talk to me, Augie. Yeah, and uh, that's another thing about how Republicans uh, claim to make uh, everything political when we use the legal system against them. You know, by by that way of thinking, then that means everybody in jail and in prison is in there because of their politics, not their crimes. Uh, yeah, we're not going against Trump because he's a Republican. We're going because of his crimes and the things he's committed and said. And uh, it's uh, it's funny how these uh, uh, people who claim to follow Christ uh, dehumanize and devalue other people who don't think like they do. Um, and uh, they want to push the Ten Commandments on us instead of, uh, that's where Moses came in off the mountain instead of the Beatitudes where Christ came in. And, uh, and the Beatitudes, they tell you to love one another and all that. But uh, Republicans exactly don't right. care about it. Exactly. I mean, we have to start we have to start living up to what we claim. And that is a very, very hard thing. We have to live up to what we claim. Anyway, anything else, Augie, before I go to my first video of the day? All right. Well, people, you see what's going on. You got the eyes, but well, but you're not really seeing it. Uh, you're seeing what you're being told. Not uh, like people complain about why we got so much literature for the Republicans in the last election. Well, that's because money paid for it. And like I said previously, uh, what what are you doing about it? And like Jeff K said, don't ask what your country can do for you. What are you doing for your country? And that's oh yeah. I- I think I'm going to leave it right there with you. Thank you so kindly, Augie, because that is so true. What are you doing? And, and you know, that is something, Neil, that we talk to people about all of the times, right? And, and that's why I love what you do. You, uh, you just out of the, you know, you saw a lot of things happening here in, the, in, in Houston and otherwise, and you decided to do something. You knew you could, you could play your part. And that's why we honor what you're doing with the Houston Democracy project why you are one individual citizen who said i want to make a difference and all of us in some form can make a difference let's go to joni come on in joni how are you doing this morning good morning Egberto. i'm not sure i'm going to be able to keep you on the line because of where i'm uh driving but um just wanted to clarify um what i had said earlier about projections kind of tangentially connected to what you're talking about with the uh, Republicans and, uh, you know, creating the other uh, to attack, um, projection versus reverse attribution. So reverse attribution is not the uh, 
official term. It's a term that was that I, I might have even been coined by a uh, woman who was presenting on KPFT uh, during a fundraiser a few years ago, and I thought it was brilliant. But um, but it, the the actual um, term is now I forgot it because I called in. Oh my goodness! It's been it's an early morning. So nope, uh, no problem. No, it's. It's it's called um, like a, a attack in a mirror or something like. If you look up attribution or uh, attack in a mirror, you attack is not the word, but it's uh, aggression in a mirror or something like that. And and it's a term that's been used uh, throughout history uh, since like World War II to describe what people do when they're gearing up for genocide. They want to demonize the other, and uh, as they are attacking, as they are threatening violence, they they project not project. Sorry, wrong word. They um they attack based on what they themselves are doing, and they blame the other side for doing that. Example would be the Proud Boys. Um, I can't remember his name, but the Proud Boys, uh, one of the major uh, players in that, saying, um, so the, the, the anti-fascists and the liberals are threatening us with violence and attacking us, and we have to stand up and do, you know, protect ourselves from the, the, the liberals and the progressives and the um, you know, a- anti-fascist. So he's the one that's uh, threatening people, attacking people, um, and yet he projects on, or uh, you know puts that onto the other. But projection is an un- is a, uh, unconscious. So anyway, I just wanted to clarify because I, I wish I would have had it would have been better if I would have had the actual term. But um, I'll, I will I will um, email that term to you at some point and uh, and let you know what I'm talking about. But it's very important because it's it's gearing up to. Um, to justify genocide is what it you said know, in a Wikipedia page that I looked at. Joni, I understand exactly what you're saying, and that is what we have to come out against and make sure that people are aware of. You know, a lot of times when things are occurring, people are not quite aware of, of it until after the fact. And what you're saying is trying to get it to the point where people can say, hey, be careful, be careful of the uh, the re- reverse reflection or whatever it is, a word that you're going to come up and yeah. right. It's so important that we, we see that because don't, don't, don't allow them to let you hate on your brother and your sister, because remember where it actually is coming from. It has an ulterior motive. And that is something we talk about a, a, a whole lot here. And we'll continue to talk a whole lot about Joni. So thank you so kindly for your call. Anything else you want to say before we, we okay. go on to our video? That's it, Egberto. I will email you the actual term. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Anyway, folks, uh, it seems like Nikki Haley is uh, smelling something. Nikki Haley uh, is doing something that very few of our brothers and sisters on the right side of the aisle is willing to do. I want you to listen to this. And then we'll take it on the other side. This is her at the breakfast club. You have to wonder what would it have been if all the Republican candidates went after Donald Trump the way that we see Nikki Haley doing it. Check out this snippet that was actually put on MSNBC from the breakfast club. I mean, this was a montage by Nikki Haley that you've got to see. Check it out. How has Trump changed politics with a good and a bad? He's made it chaotic. He's made it 
self-absorbed. He never talks about the American people. He put us $8 trillion in debt in four years. He never talks about what we're going to do to get this wasteful spending out of the way and get our economy back on track. Yesterday, he said that the reason the stock market was good was because of him, because people now think he's going to win. I mean, Americans aren't stupid. They're Mm -hmm. not. But what we do need to do is see reality for what it is. He now wants to raise taxes on every American by putting a 10% tariff. He's just toxic. He never talks about law and order in this country. He doesn't talk about these wars. It's not normal for us to have wars all over the world. And you're sitting there talking about court cases and calling people names. He can't win moderates. He can't win independents. He can't win suburban women. We can't be okay with two 80-year-olds running for president. Both these fellas put us trillions of dollars in debt that our kids are never going to forgive them for. At what point do we not say, you know what? Maybe we need to go with a new generational leader. Do you think Trump mocking your birth name was racist? We'll let Donald Trump sleep with that all he wants. Oh, he don't care. He sleeps very good in there. Ah, and then that's why we need a new president. Chaos follows Donald Trump. He never talks about how we're going to get our kids reading again and go back to the basics in education. He lost in 2018. He lost in 2020. He lost in 2022. How many more times do you have to lose before you say, you know what? Maybe that's not the guy. I've said this to the Republican Party a million times. Republicans have lost the last seven out of eight popular votes for president. That's nothing to be proud of. He never talks about securing the border unless he's saying stop it because I don't want it to happen until the election. I think it is a mistake for Trump to say, I don't want anything because it'll make it harder for me in election. Mm -hmm. Something needs to be done today. 75% of Americans are saying they don't want a Trump-Biden rematch. The majority of Americans disprove of Trump and disprove of Biden. He's made people dislike and judge each other. The president should have moral clarity and know the difference between right or wrong. We can't be a country in disarray and a world on fire and go through four more years of chaos. We won't survive it. Do we really want to keep going in this direction? Mm -hmm. Do we really want all this chaos? Because no one feels safe. How many more times are you going to let him lie? You know, there's not much more to say. Nikki Haley simply annihilated Trump. And you know, the things that she said, quite obvious, but linearly, how can any Republican see that and then say, you know, I still want to get Donald Trump. My God, what she's saying is true, but I still want Donald Trump. Hey. If that gets penetration, this clip gets penetration, and the people that see this clip still want a Trump, wow, that says more about them than it does about Trump. Exactly right. Exactly right. Before I go to Johnny, uh, had you seen that clip yet, uh, Neil? Um, I, I, had, I hadn't seen that specific clip. I, um, I had heard all of those. I have heard all those things. I'll just say there's one more piece that that – that Governor Haley, uh, former Governor Haley, could say is that um, for Republicans who are never Trumpers, they, they need to make a decision uh, to vote for Biden or if, if Trump, it seems that Trump is going to be the nominee. That's how it seems at the moment. And so the next part of that is to do what um, what Congressman Kitzinger uh, from the January 6th committee or Lynn Cheney is saying that I'm going to vote for Biden. Um, if, if, it, if it's all that bad and, and our democracy is at stake, you can vote. Um, but that's what some of these Republicans are going to have to decide to do. And, those I, are the I, and, I, and I think, believe it or not, Neil, are, 
Yeah. Neil, I believe um, people are, uh, you know, the laugh when I say it, but I'm starting to reevaluate what I think the outcome of the 2024 election is going to be. And mark my word now, I think it's going to be a landslide. I want to welcome David Funk. I want to welcome Sharkula here, stylist. I want to welcome all the newcomers to the chat. Let's go to Brother Johnny. Come on in, Johnny. I hope you can hear me okay. Yes, I can, sir. I was I was responding to Magic earlier when he asked me how I was doing, and I thought about it for a second, and I realized that after being unconscious all night, uh, in my conscious state, I'm feeling way better. Uh, <laughs> a discussion, if you will, with a college instructor in a psychological, uh, a psychoanalytical. Uh, it was a combination psychology and literature course, and this guy was a real prick. And I got into a big argument with this guy, trying to explain to him the difference between unconscious and conscious and subconscious and all. I explained to him that when we go to sleep, I'm not being subconscious. I'm being unconscious. Just like if somebody bops me on the head, I become unconscious. So, uh, unconscious state is way different than what's going on subconsciously. You can be awake. We, you and I could be having a conversation. We could, I could be driving the vehicle while we talk, and subconsciously there could be something operating beyond my awares. It doesn't happen unconsciously because that means I would have to be asleep. So if you choose to... To uh, criticize Republican Party politicians, as I often do, about their motivations, their subconscious motivations, not the unconscious motivations, I think that would be more accurate, with all due respect to Joni. Uh, matter of fact, I like her comments in the past, but with all due respect, we need to keep it simple. And while we're worried about our nomenclature, guess what? The Republicans are running circles around us. We better get ready with our fists and not just our dictionaries. That's all I have. Joni had an important word that I wanted her to get out because I think we need to we need to understand that concept that she's talking about, jo uh, Johnny. But I I, I hear you uh, with the consciousness, etc. But guess what, Johnny? Suddenly a rush came in, and I have to go ahead and go to another line. So thank you, Mayor of Politics Done Right. For giving us a call and enlightening us once more. Yes. That term in the military that she's referring to, that was explained in A Few Good Men. Remember the mirror on the hill in Cuba? Remember that? Uh, that's, that's yes. Thank you, brother. Let's go to Derek. Come on in, Derek. Hey, good morning, Alberto. Hey, uh, good hey, morning, Edmano. Talk to me. Yeah, I just want to say, man, everything that Nikki Haley said is true, but she ain't going to be president because <laughs> remember, those people did the same thing to Hillary Clinton. And, 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 and when they went up in that voting booth, all those Republican women, all those who claim to be, oh, we're going to put the first woman in office, what did they do? They went in and reneged and voted for Donald Trump. So, I mean, what's that old saying they always call and say? Remember that story of Barabbas now. They yeah. don't want They want Barabbas. And Barabbas was a murderer. Barabbas was a, was a liar and a thief. 
And this is where the people mindset is today. I tell you what, uh, no, Derek, don't leave yet. I want to just say this real quickly. Uh, That happened with Hillary. That happened in a lot of elections. One of the reasons I continue to have eternal hope that we are going to be able to trigger something in somebody that, you know, uh, that makes them want to do others. You are so right about I cannot see any woman who there's a there's a certain amount of self-hate or a certain amount of you think less of yourself. When you actually elect somebody like Donald Trump, especially women, right? In other words, he 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 thinks right. so little about women as a human being. He thinks of them as a thing. And for you to still vote for that, uh, it says something about what we have to do as far as making ourselves more, uh, uh, you know, uh, have more faith in ourselves, have more pride in ourselves. But, you know, I think this time it's going to be different. And that's why I said I'm predicting a landslide in 2024. But Derek, thank you very much for calling, my brother. Thank you so much, Berto. And like I say, man, look, these people, man, it's been men over this country for well over 200 years. Right. Jacking it up for over 200 years. I wouldn't mind a woman president. I, I want, I hear that too, man. I hear you. And, you know, let, let me just say, I'm going to say a little something like our network right now uh, that you're on right now is now uh, <laughs> run by a, it's going to be run by a whole lot of women. And you know what? I told one of them yesterday. I said, man, I can't wait because you know what? It makes a difference. Thank you, my brother. Thank you. Yeah. Bye. All right, let's go to Brian. Come on in, Brian. How are you doing this morning, sir? Yeah, I'm doing fine. You know, years ago, right after uh, Melania Trump was uh, first lady, there was a Mm -hmm. big headline on the news. It said, Melania Trump orders tree cut down. Okay, 105, 150-year-old Spanish oak, and the the Obamas uh, gave out the saplings to, you know, the French president, and uh, all these people throughout the world, and this tree was, you know, watered by slaves, and uh, it went on and on and on on how good the Obamas were and, and everything else. And it took about 25 paragraphs to find out the tree was effectively dead and dangerous to anyone that walked around it. But the mm-hmm. headline was, Melania Trump cuts down 150-year-old tree. Mm-hmm. Now, that's the headline grabbers, right? You have to read the article. Nobody reads the article. Now. Amy Goodman had a uh, a short thing uh, many, many years ago, how a police officer in New York City shot an unarmed black man during a traffic altercation. It was a developing story, and we would get back to you as soon as possible. Well, guess what? The police officer that shot the unarmed black police officer was also black himself. The man was acting in erratic behavior, acting like he had a pistol. The off-duty police officer shot him. Hey, uh, Brian, uh, first of all, Brian, I'm at a dead stop now, but let me just say this. You are right. And I I, I want you to talk about it tomorrow because I want to take off exactly what you're talking about. Let me just say you're right. Okay. I'm here for opposition thinking. That's what I'm here for. No, 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 no. But that's not opposition thinking. We believe that too, brother. But we talk later, Brian. Take care. Anyway, folks, let me throw this right back to the studio. We're at a hard break. Come on in, Howard. Okay, well, Egberto, we've got um, we got our fund drive starting on February the eighth, as you were talking about, and I want folks to start thinking about how good this show is and how to support it. 
and uh, keep it on the air with those donations. Jack, uh, in fact, Jack is wrapping up the phones here, so we uh, will get some wisdom from Jack in just a little while. All right. Well, let me thank uh, Brother Neil Aquino here to, to give me a quick, uh, a, 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 a quick comment about your website, etc. Very good. Don't forget the local Houston and Harris County, the Houston Democracy Project at the Houston Democracy Project dot com. There's a blog and there, there's action steps you can take and let, let's all work together locally. Jack. No, he's still on the phone. OK, well, well, we'll get his wisdom all right, we'll get this wisdom tomorrow. Anyway, folks, I want to thank Jack. I want to thank Howard. I want to thank Neil Aquino. All the callers, thank you so kindly for calling in. Love you all, listeners, callers, and everybody. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics and Right, and you know how I end this. Baby, I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.